You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen Callan-Stan. And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more. Hey, Karen, hey, you there? Hey, I am. I guess I'm meeting you here. <laughs> yeah, right. So happy Monday. Yes, you too. So I um, and welcome to our listeners. Um, we're so excited to be here. I, I was just telling Karen, I, I had those nights. You remember when you're in school or I had an important interview and you just kept waking up thinking that you missed had those dreams that you missed the time or the appointment or slept through. And that was my night last night. <laughs> right. Or you have the dream where you go to school and you're not wearing pants, but you aren't wearing pants because we're on Zoom, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's not get too personal, right? So, um, so yeah, so in my, my, um, meditation this morning, it was so cool. It was the, the theme was I embrace the newness of this day and I like that. You know, it just, yeah, it just feels like with the air, the air and the, um, the sun and the whole thing, it just feels like an amazing, one of those great days to be alive. Right. It sure does. So I was, um, and Part, part of the meditation, it was uh, talking about um, how, you know, it's easy for us to say all of the things are that are going wrong, you know, um, this didn't happen, that didn't happen. You know, our, our Zoom launch or our podcast launch was late um, with technical, but we often don't go to the things that are working right. So I just wanted to start today with, I'm going to give you five things that are working right, um, that bring me joy, and I'd love to hear five from you. Sounds okay. good. How about okay. you? How about you say one? I say one. Let's back and forth it a bit. Okay. Sounds perfect. Okay. So, so my cat's purring. Um, uh, we have a tent set up in our living room. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That that smell of fresh brewed coffee. Uh, rainbows over my house. Um, the the birds are chasing each other all over the yard and just chirping their little heads off. <laughs> that's awesome um good food good conversation and so good food I got some new spices and I'm excited to try some recipes today that's awesome my daughter's really been baking and trying new recipes and it's delightful to try see her growing and baking things and we get to be the taste testers so oh there you great. go there you yeah. go yeah I'd love that um, and I love it when the wind, like the wind is blowing and that um, rustles the leaves in the trees. So the greens change. So it's like this constant, um, almost a kaleidoscope kind of a feel in motion. It's kind of Mary Poppins to me. Yeah. And it's, um, I I've also love the weather this week. It's We've kind of had like fall and summer and spring all in the same week. So yeah, reminds no. you how versatile Michigan is and can really enjoy every day. It, it is. You are absolutely right. So um, let's talk about just a quick update on what we're going to be doing today. So uh, we have, we're going to have our guest, Jim Gilligan uh, from Snedecor's Cleaners. He's going to be talking to us about fas- fast fashion. Am I saying that fast? Um, <laughs> and and why, why we should care about that. I think it's a really important topic. It just blew my mind when I started um, learning about that. And then we're going to have a couple minutes talking about good fat life money. Um, and then, um, 
you'll close with some uh, topics, some thoughts on empathy and compassion that were shared to us um, by Dr. Nandi. I'm looking forward to that. Does that yes. sound good? Yeah, sounds, sounds good? great. Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. So, but before we, before we um, get into the uh, fast fashion, I just wanted to bring up something. I mean, I, I, I'm first to admit, I don't watch the news much. I just find that it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't serve my purposes. Um, But I also pay attention to what's going on. I don't want to stick my head in the sand. And with all the riots and things that are going on, um, I wanted to just share something that's helping, helping me. We've had conversations around just not understanding um, what can we do to help, help the situation, um, make the situation better. Uh, because it really is disturbing. But I get this, um, I, I belong to a group called Commune, and they have just fascinating, um, fascinating uh, meditations and um, classes and workshops. And they they have a newsletter, it's called Deep Thinking, Quiet Reflections and Unhurried Self-Care. And yesterday, uh, they sent out, Jeff, the owner, sent out a a, a wonderful reflection in his newsletter. And it just was, you know, I was asking to seek first to understand because I don't understand a lot what's going on. And um, this newsletter provided um, some great insights and a lot of resources to help uh, for me to grow my own understanding. So I just wanted to throw that out. You know, we we aren't political. We don't, um, we don't have opinions, deep uh, opinions about certain things. But if anybody's interested, they could send me an email, Sherry at Good Fat Life. That's S-H-E-R-R-I at Good Fat Life. And I would be happy to forward to them. So, And just to speak to that a little bit, I, I wonder if I could just read a little poem that I found that I thought might be helpful just during this time. Like you said, we're not political, but we just want to um, share a little peace and compassion and joy at this time. And so I thought this might just be helpful. Sure, sure. So it goes like this. And it's um, an unknown poem. So live in love, not hate. Live in hope, not anger. Live in truth, not rumor. Live in kindness, not rudeness. Live in peace, not frustration. Live in joy, not no doubt. Live in the moment, not in fear. Live in love. That's beautiful, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's, and it just, it's, it's relevant, right? Exactly. So thank you. Well, so that said, um, I would like to take a moment and introduce our, our featured guest. Um, his name is Jim Gilligan. And at his core, he's an environmental evangelist. And that is so true about him. Um, he owns Snedeker's Green Earth Cleaners in Brighton and Howell, Michigan. And they, um, which the, and they use environmentally safe uh, methods to keep clothes clean and looking good. And he's uh, Michigan's first certified acro yoga instructor. Um, and Jim is he's a real outdoor guy, and he's got some amazing stories of some some things that he's done over the years um, in the in the as an environmentalist. And uh, he also is a, a avid bike. Bicycle tourist, mountain biker, cross country and telemark skier, kayaker, stand up paddler, and motorcyclist. <laughs> um, and he's a father and stepfather to five, and he lives here in Livingston County. And I'm really um, 
proud to call Jim one of my friends. And uh, he's so inspiring with the work he does. And today he had to pull over um, while <laughs> driving um, his route because the coronavirus has, um, well, I would say has made him shut his stores and he's now delivering everybody's cleaning. So Jim, with that Hi. said, welcome, welcome. Hi, Jim. Great to see you. Hi, Karen. Hi. So, I'm lucky enough to see uh, Jim on Thursdays and Mondays when he drops dry cleaning off at my house. <laughs> so it's nice to see you again, Jim. Oh, good to see you too. Yeah. So, so Jim, just yeah, take a minute and just tell us how the um, how the uh, virus has impacted your um, Snedeker's, the cleaning, the cleaners. Sure. Well, obviously, first off, our volume is way down because uh, folks are not dressing up for their Zoom meetings as they should. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we did. Yeah. We smell pant dry yeah. cleaning, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it may, really made me rethink um, what's the best way to serve our customers. And through a great deal of deliberation and sort of um, learning a lot of new things, I decided it just makes sense to be a delivery company. I mean, it worked for Jeff Bezos, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we have converted several hundred customers already from store customers to delivery customers. Everyone's raving about it. When I closed my two stores in March, uh, the Brighton store on 17th and the Howell store or Brighton store on the 23rd, I didn't realize I would never be reopening either of these stores. The Howell store has been operating for 104 years, the Brighton store for 50 years. Um, but I'm never reopening them, and I'm happy. Um, this feels like a great shift in energy. It just uh, makes sense. It's The writing's been on the wall for, I think, a few years as far as everyone's getting everything delivered these days. And so um, it's the time of- Oh, the time is right to become a uh, delivery company. I'm very optimistic about that. Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I'm going to go mute for just a second. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, Jim, can you tell me um, how how you actually get to talk with your customers? Um, Do you have like a phone-in center or... So how do you actually get to interact with customers now that you're just a uh, delivery? I mean, I know I see you sometimes at my door, which is wonderful. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, as you know, Karen, our extra, our point of sale delivery system has really nice communication through email or text messaging. So in other words, if you sent uh, an email, uh, a text and said, hey, on this next order, make sure you look for the, the spot on this one item or the zipper needs to be repaired, that, that comes right into the uh, central system and and we take care of it from there and and we enjoy um, communicating that way through the customers. I mean, we love the face to face and ask any customers who know me, you know, um, coming in and seeing me at a front counter is a good experience and we're just changing exactly. that experience and making it uh, contact free. Um, so we yeah. have, we have, um, uh, I have a new phone system. So all the landlines, those traditional landlines are going into a central phone system. Right now, my my best uh, customer concierge is actually answering those calls, and then she's handling all the uh, backside work in our point-of-sale system. That's so awesome. Bring, I know. Oh, go ahead. No, so you've done a great job, Jim, of a great example of how you've taken the situation 
that we're in, right? The circumstance and, and, and run with it. Right. I mean, there's, you know, I, I'm a pretty positive person and, you know, we were thrown a huge change a few months ago and I started thinking, well, here's a huge change. Well, maybe it's just time to, to change, you know? And so I decided to create a great change um, during this time of great change. And so I'm very positive about um, just moving forward and, and uh, with new energy and, and creating a new reality. And that's what makes you so inspiring. I just um, love, I just love talking to you and seeing what you're doing. And so tell us about um, fast fashion and why is this something that we need to know about? Well, we need to know about it because it's, um, it's negatively affecting the environment, our earth. And unbeknownst to most people, it's one of the biggest contributors to pollution in the world. It's second or third only to like the oil industry. And we don't even think about it. We, uh, you know, we, we go to Target, we buy something that looks kind of neat, and then uh, we wear it or maybe not. And eventually, probably pretty soon winds up in a landfill. And if you look at where these clothes are coming from, you can buy it without a second thought on a whim because it's so cheap. Well, it's so cheap because it's being produced primarily by women, primarily um, that are obviously, um, you know, well, they're not, you know, they're not treated well, but the conditions, they have to work. And so they're being exploited, working under really poor conditions, conditions that neither, none of us would want to be working under, nor anyone we know or love we'd want working under. But we don't think about that when we see that sale tag on that garment. So it's all, they're also being produced in countries that don't have uh, strict environmental um, laws. Or, um, so these countries are specifically where these factories are located because they can pollute. They can dump waste into streams and so on. And again, because it's um, uh, underprivileged um, society, it's easy to do that. We're not going to here in Brighton, we're not going to let a company dump stuff, you know? So, um, and then invariably these wind up in the landfill, usually sooner than later, a lot of times without even ever being worn. And the last thing I saw was, uh, 80, about 80 pounds. We, the, the average American sends 80 pounds of clothing waste to a landfill every year, clothing and shoes. Wow. Yep. That's a lot. So I, uh, and, and I just, I'm a fan of nice clothes. Now, if you look below my logo wear here, I've got a, a wool, um, this is an ice, icebreaker t-shirt for years, wears and wears and wears. Um, I've got my Prana pants on. Prana is a great company. They've, um, they're uh, cradle to cradle. If I remember correctly, I do know that they use recycled garments. And if I remember correctly, when I'm, when I've worn this garment out, I can send it to them and then they'll, um, recycle it into new garments. And just the, the, just, you know, think about that one sweater you go to, or that one jacket, your lunch, whatever. We've taken meaning away from our garments and, and we've made them just this commodity where, Oh, we've, I've got, you know, it's the joke, you know, it's like, Oh, I need to build a new closet because I ran out of space where, 
you know, it wasn't too long ago we had, you know, maybe a dozen or maybe two, you know, really nice pieces and we took care of them and they lasted for years. Is there um, certain fabrics, Jim, that you could recommend for people to stay away from or to possibly purchase that are um, less that you see in fast fashion and more that you see in quality items? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, my favorite is wool. And I wear wool year round. I've worn wool t-shirts, motorcycling through Death Valley in 105 degrees and been cool. You know, wool obviously is made from um, from sheep. And uh, there's so many good regenerative ranching um, uh, operations out there um, that actually take care of the earth. Um, un- unlike, you know, a lot of the the other animal intensive operations that aren't doing it the way they should or could be, um, you know, grown fibers, uh, especially a regenerative, regenerative, um, <laughs> no cotton's good, but you got to go with organic because cotton fields are one of the most heavily and chemically, chemically intensive, um, areas there are, you know, bamboo is pretty cool. Your cellulose things, rayon, ramey, those types of things made from um, wood fibers. Um, and then recycled garments. Um, the, these prana, I, I love these prana pants. They're uh, stretchy, they're, they're nylon, but they're made from recycled pop bottles and things like that. So, um, or at least the, uh, the polyester content is. Um, the thing we want to keep away from on, a, on another note, though, is with the synthetic fibers, the issue with microfibers, and, and that's teeny tiny pieces of plastic getting um, sort of shedding off the clothes and getting into our watershed, and eventually those pieces of plastic getting into our food shed. In other words, we're washing our clothes, the plastic fibers are going into the streams, they're being eat, eaten by fish, we eat the fish, we now have plastic in our uh, bodies. That was, when I saw that, I, um, it was mind-boggling. Between that and the landfill, it's mind-boggling how uh, big of a deal that is. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we don't see it in right. front of our faces every day, it, it's just, it's a huge thing. And I think I read that um, in your article that 85% of the of those um, 80 pounds of clothes that go to the landfill every year don't disintegrate. Um, so they just stay there mm-hmm. and they're just continuing to grow in bigger, huge piles. That's right. I mean, um, synthetics don't disintegrate. They're plastic where... This wool T-shirt would, you know, you could compost it. <laughs> right. So that's, it's just, it was mind-boggling and so eye-opening when I first heard about this. And I'm really grateful to you for bringing that to our attention. Um, is Karen, did you have a couple more questions? I do. Um, one, could you speak to a little bit about the chemicals that you use to clean your clothing and how they may different from a non-environmentally safe dry cleaners? Sure, Karen. Um well, we're a green earth cleaner, so we don't use any petrochemicals to clean our customers' clothes. All the clothes on this rack behind me that I'll be delivering today, uh, we're all cleaned um, using pure liquid silicone. And silicone is made from sand. As we know, sand is silicon dioxide. And they actually break that bond and, and create pure liquid silicone, which looks like water. It's been used by humans for... Um, decades in products like cosmetics, deodorants, etc. Um, 
And so we don't we don't um, generate any um, VOCs or grand, groundwater contaminants. Our solution that we use is non-toxic. And then we also have a dedicated wet cleaning machine. So in dry cleaning, you have typically, you have two types of stains. You have dry side and, and wet side. A dry side stain, um, you don't want to use water on it. A wet side stain really comes out better if you do use water on it. So our wet cleaning machine uses water, but it mixes in a soap made out of organic camellia flowers. And it's super gentle. We've done antique wedding gowns. We've done um, wools, Italian suits, silks. They come out phenomenal. Um, and, and so both of these wet cleaning and dry cleaning processes we use are completely non-toxic. And I do love the fact that I've noticed in the past um, with other dry cleaners, when you take the plastic off your clothes, you can sort of smell the chemicals. There's no trace of any sort of chemical smell with your clothes. So that's been lovely. And then I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about um, sort of uh, the rental clothing business right now, where I don't know, um, like, you know, they say uh, access is a new ownership where you pick certain clothes and they get sent to your house and they go and they get dry clean and they go on to the next person. Um, are you familiar with those kind of companies and would you recommend that? Well, um, before I answer that, let me just go back to the taking the plastic off your cleaning and smelling the dry. Sure. Component. Well, as we now know that that smell that you're smelling from the other dry cleaners, that is, uh, those are perfumes and those are dangerous. Those are regulated. Um, the uh, Michigan um, Eagle, um, you know, they have guidelines as to how much of that you should, is, you know, you can smell. It's not very much. It's a tiny amount. So when you okay. smell that smell, it's just not a funny smell. It's not good for you. <laughs> to, the, to the new rental, this whole new rental model on clothing, um, it's, uh, it's definitely a disruptor. Uh, I don't know how, if or how much it's affected my business at this point, but I, I think it will. One thing is that they don't have is if you've ever ordered something, so you purchased something online, it came to you, oh, here's my beautiful dress. Oh, wait, it's all wrinkled because it was in this tiny package. We're getting more and more customers who are buying garments and then we're pressing them for them. So they have that nice new um, appearance. And I feel like the rental companies are probably going to run into the same thing. How do you ship, you know, Armani, whatever, or, um, you know, some of these, right now it's more couture kind of things that people are renting, but how does it look good when you take it out of the package without that finishing that we can provide? So I see it as another opportunity. And also, um, I believe that like uh, Rent the Runway is one of the biggest dry cleaners in the entire world. Is it not? I believe so, and, and I believe they are a green earth cleaner. So that makes me happy. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have affiliated with uh, Green Earth Cleaning, which is uh, we're also a green earth cleaner. So uh, as long as right. they're doing, as long as they're doing it in an environmental friendly way, I'm I'm down with it. <laughs> Well, at the same time, um, I did exactly what you mentioned. I have uh, received items like that through rental companies and then sent them on to you guys to clean. So that is that is sort of an issue. <laughs> yeah. So there's um, there are so many uh, things that we could talk about. And I think that it would be great to um, 
uh, bring let Jim get back on the road making <laughs> his deliveries and um, and bring you back, Jim. You know, yeah. to, to take some deeper dives into some of these topics because the clothing, I mean, I know since I've been home, um, my closets are calling to me and uh, they need attention. And I don't want to have all that. I, I, it takes a lot of energy to manage all that stuff. Right. Well, we'll sure put does. your clothing care on autopilot. Just there like you that. go. <laughs> I, like I know that, you, yeah. you do. You're great at it. So um, any, sure. any other questions for Jim? Nope. I'll just see you later, Jim. I'm on your route today. So it was nice talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> Bye guys. I gotta Bye-bye. Stop. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Karen, let's talk. That was great. That was yeah, great. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Like I said, I had no idea that the clothes that we choose to wear are having such a huge impact. And one of the things, um, that Jim didn't mention is the, he he alluded to that the cotton, the fabrics that are being used to make these clothes are taking a huge toll on our planet uh, in the use of water and chemicals, pesticides and chemicals to grow the fibers. So, you know, I have a friend who's now she's, she's um, become a minimalist and is, has 10 pieces of clothing. Wow. So, so when one wears out, she buys one, but she buys the best quality she can find. So the thing that stood up, right? No, I get that too. I'm kind of a closed horse. Um, The thing that I liked that he said that it really um, made me think, and I'm going to pass this on um, and just reiterate it, that if if we wouldn't want our our family or our loved ones or our our mother or daughter working in these um, kinds of places that make these kind of clothing, we should these garments, we should probably should uh, rethink buying them. And so I guess the point is just to be more thoughtful with our purchases. Right, right. And that's, I think that's just our, our whole point with this is to just raise awareness. You know, exactly. just, just know. So, okay. So that said, we're going to now switch to a little quick talk on good fat money. So, All right. okay. You ready? <laughs> yes. So, so, you know, people are like, what does, what does, um, money have to do with living a good fat life? Well, that's a great question. And I ask myself this question often, but really it's about um, money is uh, freedom. You know, it's, it's about having the, having enough money to do what we want to do gives us a freedom so that we can make the choices to live and to show up how, how we choose to live. So I'm not going to go deeply in depth, to it uh, this time. There's there's articles um, in the magazine, and you can go to goodfatlife.com um, and get those articles. But three of the things, you know, we have so much shame and blame and confusion, and um, I don't know, just uh, guilt around negative feelings around money. And my feeling is money needs to be a positive thing, right? It's an, it's an energy. We should feel good about it. And when we feel good, we bring in good things. So there's kind of like three things, three things when it comes to money to consider. And the first thing is your money story and beliefs around money, right? I mean, we all have those. And so Mm -hmm. there's the classic of, you know, if you think people with money are, bad people, then, uh, how do you, how do you set yourself up to attract money to you? Right. It's that 
putting your foot on the it. gas. Yeah, putting your foot on the gas and trying to go f- um, and the brake at the same time. And the second thing is how you manage your money day to day. And I know for a lot of people right now with the um, with the situation with jobs and um, changes, I mean, everybody's been impacted on some level with how their income's flowing. And like just to Jim's story, but, you know, Jim's taking a very proactive approach. It's going to, I'm going to um, meet this head on and, and figure this out. And so that's a really big thing. And so people, um, I notice that people will tend to not want to just want to know. I just don't want to know because I don't like the story it's telling me. And I'm just asking, you know, it's just a story. It's just, and it is, it's like saying, is it raining today or not raining today? And if we can just have those, we're the one who gives that fact um, emotion, right? Right. We attach the story to it, right? To it. And then the money story, story, right. And then the third thing is, where do you want to go? I mean, even, and even, and I'd say, especially now um, when we're living in kind of this limbo, we can still, there's no reason to still not keep out ahead of us where it is that we want to go, what, what financial freedom looks like to us. And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, but there's, I, I'd say, you know, use this time to just like own it, step into it and say, this is what I want to create for myself. And then, um, like I said, if you go to goodfatlife.com and find the um, money stories, there's tools to help you do that. So, so, you know, use this time. And I will say, um, as a person that's been in the finance world for many years, um, and I love history, I studied, um, I have a second degree in history, um, is that in the t- it's the times that are rough when people have the opportunities to really change their money story. There's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also your uh, what's important, right? And uh, as far as financially and um, tangibly and materialistically, right? So, right. So it's a good, yeah, it. it's a good time for us to kind of reflect and review all that, and then get those numbers on paper. I mean, don't be afraid of your numbers; they they're just helping you tell a story. Right. It's a lot of times the fear is just in the unknown, right? And the more we know, the less fear we have. Right? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the way our mind is, it's called a reticular ret- ret- activator. It's a hard <laughs> one to say, but if you have a, a vision out there, a goal out there, or you have a challenge out there that needs to be addressed, and it could be, you know, how am I going to um, cover my expenses this month or uh, what's going to happen when we put that out and write it down, our brain is designed to go solve that problem. Exactly. Right. It's like a money manifestation, right? In the way. There, yeah, there you go. And and so things will come in that you'll see that article, you'll see that somebody will call you, you'll see that opportunity. Um, I got an email this morning that the state is looking to hire tons of people to help with the ramifications of COVID on businesses. And um, I mean, there's opportunities everywhere if we can just be open to them. So, and not attached to it being just the way that it was. And also to keep in mind, right, your money story can change at any time, right? And money is fluid and you can be in a different, completely different place in six months than you are today. Just taking one step forward, right? Absolutely. But getting that, you know, getting it, how you manage things day to day, 
um, you know, there's, there's tools and it's not like magic or rocket science. There's tools to help support this. And so anybody that wants something different can have it. You can, you can have financial freedom um, for whatever that looks like to you. If that's something that you are willing to step into and um, make some changes. And, and make your money nice and good and fat, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good yeah. fat life, right? Yeah, right. good fat money. So, um, Karen, you want to uh, finish up here with some thoughts on empathy and compassion? Yeah, so I thought it would be important today, just especially, like you said, we're not a political show um, by any means, but just to share um, some thoughts on compassion and empathy and really how it does affect you personally and your health and your wellness and the people around you. And um, you know, with the Good Fat Life magazine, I've been lucky enough to have um, Dr. Nandi, um, who's a general gastrologist from Troy Beaumont, speak on um, health and compassion. And um, you can also go to askdrnandi.com um, to find out this information. But basically, he talks about um, what is compassion and empathy and what does it involve? And compassion and empathy basically is putting yourself in someone else's shoes and um, giving your, yourself and others forgiveness and um, having the willingness to listen. Um, also, um, you have to just change your shift to see where people are. And compassion and empathy um, can affect your health in many good ways. Um, there's many studies that Dr. Nandi um, mentioned in the article, and I'm sure on his website as well, that it helps. It's shown to help with diabetes, um, gastro problems. It lowers your blood pressure the more compassion and empathy you have. There's that, actually been studies that show people with more compassion and empathy are more attractive to other people. Um, and to be, to show up in your life, to be compassionate, you need to listen and be willing to learn, model the behavior, um, and just be present with people um, and try to see their side of things. And also, again, forgiveness and in doing the same for yourself, right? So you first have to show compassion and empathy for yourself, for yourself and then absolutely. you can to others, right? So um, there's so many... Um, you, when you have compassion, you can be a better parent, better friend, um, better uh, spouse, better coworker. Um, and you, you don't ever hear anybody go, gosh, you know, she's, she just has too much compassion and empathy, right? Like we're always, we're always <laughs> right. trying to strive for more, especially now. Um, it's really important to try to come from a space where you can come from, how can I be more compassionate and empathetic to people? So um, it's just, and it, it's just, it can be powerful and beautiful when you link up your physical and your mental state and show that compassion and empathy. And it shows in um, your health and your wellness and to the community and to others. And that, Sherry, you're really fantastic in showing compassion and empathy. Can you give me an example of how you try to show up with that every day? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I When we were doing the issue for compassion, um, I... I read some wonderful books that are also in the magazine about it. And because I felt like there's been so many times in my life where something has happened, you know, somebody has gotten ill or um, died or just had something happen and I didn't know what to do. And, and so rather than do something, I did nothing. Right? 
I just, because I didn't want to say the wrong thing or I didn't want to do the wrong thing. And so I just did nothing. And what I learned um, while, while reading from these ex the experts that study a lot of this is it doesn't matter. It says just show up. Right. And so, so if something happened to you, I could just say, Karen, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I just, I just want you to know, I feel for you and I'm here and how can I support you? And that's the one thing I guess I I really learned about compassion is that um, lots of times we don't know what to say and there's nothing we can say or do, right? Just knowing that we even care is what can make a big difference. And also I have found in my life um, that you have to hold space and respect and um, just let the people know uh, that need um, compassion and empathy. If they're not, uh, they say, no, I don't need anything or anything. Just say, just hold that for them too. And just hold the space and say, okay, but just want to let you know, I'll give you that space, but I'm still here for you. So just like you said, just knowing you're there knowing you're going to be there. And also again, for yourself, I know I, um, in the past, maybe I struggled with compassion for others. And I realized it was because I also had to be compassionate and empathetic to myself. So in the morning, I try to clear my mind and, um, you know, be my best friend and, um, forgive myself and move on and show myself that compassion and empathy as well, especially during this time with all the anxiety and all the things going on, um, it's important for us to really be centered in our own compassion and empathy. Well, you know, and then at the end of the day, that everything starts with us, right? I, exactly. I, can't, I can't control you, but I can control myself. And so if I can be compassionate with myself. It's a great place to start. So, right. yeah. So thanks for that, Karen. That was a really, um, really valuable um, a, a reminder and insights. I really appreciate that. So um, I guess we're, we're good for today. Anything else you want to share before we sign off? Um, I think that's good. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us today again. And Sherry, thank you. And Jim, that was great. Um, great. Right. look forward and, to next week. Right. And we are so open to hearing what anybody would like to talk about um, because good fat life is a lifestyle and it encompasses all kinds of things. And, um, you know, travel and food and entertainment and whatever you want to talk about, um, we would love to have a conversation. So take care until next week. Take care, guys. Bye, Sherry. Bye-bye. This has been Karen Kalmasian and Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and Inspired Good Fat Life. Please join us on Facebook at Inspired Good Fat Life. Be well. Until next time. 